Well, I mean, obviously, anytime there's a relentless race in the back, uh, it's a lot of kinship and friendships. Because if you're walking up bummer together and uh, it's not working out, you meet people from all over and those become your, we call it trail love. You have a little trail love out there or bromances or romances either way. But we in the back of the pack and in the front of the pack, it's a pretty cordial race. I mean, those ladies were talking to each other uh, throughout the race. Uh, there's gamesmanship. Uh, the men's race went out hard. Uh, I think Jared took it out hard to make sure Tom Evans from uh, Britain as well as Sebi from France were uh, definitely strung out a little bit by the time they came back. Uh, so I, But I also think uh, it's a, I mean, the feeling, remember, some people finish at one, some people finish nearly at seven or eight. Uh, they all stay around. Uh, it's not just because, and it does have great food and all of that, but they stay around because they want to talk with each other and uh, high-five everybody who comes in. And I think that will continue, not just for Lake Sonoma, but I think that's how the sport is changing. Welcome back to the Yogi Triathlete Podcast. This is Jess, and I'm here with Beej and Skip Brand, and we are here at Healdsburg Running Company. Skip, gosh, I think the first time I met you was maybe at Mendocino a couple years ago. Yeah, I mean, what a great uh, little spot to meet. I mean, it's... uh, a beautiful location and not a lot of people get to run there so uh, a special place to be and we were able to kind of be at the start of it and Sid who's the race director is a good friend uh, and to get to share that it's too bad it's just with a small amount of trail runners but nonetheless that sort of makes it unique it's fun yeah it was great to meet there oh man it was such it was such a good race so yeah we've been kind of coming up every year since then and stopping by here and then of course you took over Lake Sonoma this year as race director and we're going to get into that but first I want to congratulate you on your Ironman yesterday oh yeah well uh <laughs> it's definitely uh we sometimes say in the shop a couch to whatever but uh couch to Ironman today hurts a little bit more uh, if you don't ride a bike uh you are a little saddle sore and if you don't swim uh you'll find your triceps so it's really interesting but you you grew did you grow up swimming did you swim in high school i did i did i think my athletic career peaked at eight and under so i was an eight and under champion of breaststroking but really nothing much has happened since then i'm quite small so uh it, swimming is a michael phelps sport now for big guys did you swim through high school or college or? i did uh, just through high school uh and just always swam that was sort of a thing we yeah. did and the nice thing is for families pool time was how you met all your friends so that was sort of a way uh, at least for us kids in a small town got together where did you grow up uh, a really small farm town called red Bud, illinois so it's great that i'm in a farm town now in healdsburg but uh this one's growing grapes and there it was corn uh and uh it was just a little bit different but also same uh what i always liked about life is i was called the law of the farm uh you have to put your time in and plant and everything gets harvested and uh, the same happens here in hillsburg it just happens to be around grapes what brought you to california um i actually was educated at arizona state university so when you i just talked about a small town it was like less than 4,000 people. So when you're a kid, you pick the biggest school you can Mm -hmm. find. So ASU was beautiful and warm, uh, and it was the biggest school I could find. And so I was educated in Arizona and got, matter of fact, I liked it so much, I got a PhD there uh, and taught computer science, and then the internet blew up. So the internet here in Silicon Valley went crazy, and my own students were like, Skip, you need to come work here. And I was like, no, no, I love teaching. I ride a Schwinn bicycle to work, I'm good. Uh, but no, the lore of California and 
a chance. Silicon Valley's fun because you go from nothing to something or you don't. And either way, you get to take a shot. And it was really fun for me to grow up at least academically at Arizona State, but business-wise in Silicon Valley. What did you get a PhD in? Um, actually, now it's called technology policy, but just to say how old I am at 53, they called it uh, IRM, Information Resource Management, or IT. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I taught computer science. And the reason I loved it and was able to is I was super young. I don't think I was even shaving yet. And so uh, the internet took off, and the students were just as good as the faculty because it was such a brand new area and teaching um, languages and the web taking off. And I loved it. Anytime you could have 200 students who believe they're smarter than you, uh, it's a challenge and it was fun. So I just thrived at the university level, except the money dried up and I did a bunch of grants to connect uh, the Indian nations and connect the whole state of Arizona and ran the network there. When that money dried up, it all went into the private side. And so therefore, I just sort of followed the fund. Yeah. What years? I, I had a small stint. At, I had a couple years at Arizona State. Nice. Back in um, Sun Devil. Yeah, I, I didn't seem like I was uh, as driven as you were, though. I mean, I was driven in a different way. But I was there like 92 to 94. Well, the nice thing is I was there quite a long time. I got my <laughs> PhD in 98. So I was there at that so same time. So we were time. there at the same time. Oh yeah, time. us and I guess 45 to now what is almost 100,000 students, oh so it's God. great. Did you ever, was there, there was a bar there that everyone used to go, Maloney's? Was it Maloney's? Maloney's was kind of, you're much, uh, that's the hip, newer version. Yeah. I was a place <laughs> called Cannery Row and I was that so accomplished too. that I got my name on the wall. That means a <laughs> lot of $2 pictures and uh, $1.75 hot dogs. Oh yeah, I got taken cool. home in a shopping cart from Maloney's <laughs> once. So you're down like Bay Area, you're in the yeah. in the tech, and then what brings you up here to Healdsburg? What are the roots? So uh, it's kind of fun uh, in my family uh, when you turn my grandfather, my dad, and my brother, when you turn 50, uh, you do another career. So the idea is you do what you do to make a living or do what you do in life, and then it's time for to do your passion or do something new. So 50 came around, I was a lifelong runner, uh, I was uh, in the 70s, there was a guy right from our town, matter of fact, he just had his birthday, Craig Virgin was Olympian from uh, O'Fallon, so not very far away, and his brother was my age, so I ran cross country, and so uh, the neat thing is, uh, I was just, you know, enjoyed running uh, and enjoyed sort of life, and you can do that really well in Arizona, and you can obviously do it really well here in Healdsburg, but... Yeah, just in, enjoyed being in the peninsula area and, you know, moving up here. It's a great town. It's also uh, has endurance sports. So Ultra Running Magazine was from here. So I looked up to Healdsburg because John Mettiger had an Ultra Running Magazine here. I was just starting to do, I did trail runs in Flagstaff a long time ago, but they were cool, but there wasn't such a big sport. Uh, and now, uh, full circle, I'm back to it. It's so, a mecca there in Flagstaff right now. Oh, it's... it's like, but it was always really good. Yeah. Uh, it just now is off the charts good. And I think that's the same in Sonoma County. I mean, the outdoors are amazing here. And any time you have amazing outdoors, you have to go play in them, whether you swim at Lake Sonoma and ride a bike around wine country and run a little bit in uh, Santa Rosa, just like we did, you did as well, uh, in the Ironman. It's fun. So you just got into ultra running just a couple years ago then? 
I would say, uh, like you did yeah. some up in Flagstaff, but as far as really For, diving into the community. Oh, 100%. I did, I was a marathoner. So when you, my internet days were running startups, so you travel 100%. Uh, the nice thing about the internet, it's there's nothing, not much there. So your business is done through trust and, and respect and then earning business. And I did a lot of that uh, traveling 100%. So marathon was the only thing you could do because you could grab your shoes and you could run in London, you could run in India, you could run everywhere. Uh, and then I got injured and that's when I did uh, a lot of Ironman. I also liked the culture then was I did the first two I did in Australia. And it just seemed like the thing to do if you're going to travel to Australia. And I was at Yahoo at the time so I could get, I had enough points to actually fly to Australia. Uh, and it was just a blast. So what year is that when you start getting so into Ironman? So I would say... That would have been in the 2000s. Okay. So like between, I probably started in 2003 through like seven or eight and did two per year. And that forced you, if you did two Ironman, then it forced you to do a couple halves. So you obviously went to Wildflower and you obviously did California Man or other things that were in the area. And it was, I think it was Wildflower that made it really fun because you camped out. I had an old uh, rover at the time, and you just camped out, sitting beside the rover, put your bike, uh, and got ready to go. I feel like back in the early 2000s is really um, another segment of tri like triathlon, especially Ironman, that just blew up. Like that's about the time that we got into it too, mm -hmm. like early 2000s. Yeah, I mean the guys were exceptional. Like up here, when we did Vine Man, I just remember it like it was yesterday. We would have the half Vine Man. And then I believe it was Chris Leto and uh, I think Tim DeBoom. Yes. We're going to race each other like in like all of us crazy, you know, age groupers took off. And then these two started at like 10 and it was made for fun. I mean, I give Russ. I was at that race. Yeah. 90, uh, 2005, I think it but was. But the reason I remember yeah. it is our two cousins uh, came up and we had them come up. And it's one to watch somebody race, but to see two pros go head to head. And uh, that was really, really cool. That was, there was a whole campaign around then. It was like the mono e mono. And, um, it was Tim, De was it Chris Lita? I think Lita? it was Chris Lita. No, it was the, uh, uh, who's the other guy who won before Tim DeBoom? They were always Peter battling. Reed? Peter Reed. Peter Reed, you're Peter right. Peter Reed, yep. Yeah, it was Which the mono e mono. Tim DeBoom crushed him, I think. Yeah. In that race. Yeah. But I mean, it was stuff like that where uh, the sport was still discovering itself. Uh, hometown races, I did California Man, which you ran all around. I did it twice. You ran around Davis. I mean, not a great spot because they're tilling the farm right next to you and you literally can't see anything for your bike. Uh, and you run all around campus, which is more like a jungle gym. But I mean, all of them were for a cause and all of them uh, were had its own sort of identities. I mean, Auburn was big where you did the world's toughest. Whether the hell it was the world's toughest or not, it was definitely tough. Yeah. So it's, it's changed quite a bit. Yeah. Like seeing going down to the village and what they've built. And if you look at it from the from the sky, like all these cameras that go down at Lake Sonoma, and you see like all the tents and all that hoopla. Like, how do you feel it's changed in the respect of still being a little grassroots, but also getting out to be like something that's available to everybody and anybody? You know, being here uh, in Healdsburg and having friends of the Vine Man, when a race is bought and taken over, the old guard feels like, you know, uh, the race has been stolen from them, but a race director sells his race. What I would say is the consistency and the, the professionalism of Ironman can't be matched. I mean, I've never seen that many cones, for God's sakes. Uh, but what I would say, and the finish is rock star finish. Yeah. What I would say, though, is there's nothing wrong with, like, Ukiah. You take your bike and lean it against a tree. 
that's freaking cool still. So uh, my hope is that we have these big professional races that everybody can participate, but at the same time, you can have some hometown races, and it's not easy to do uh, basically triathlons. We have one here. It was uh, Barb's race now, Sonoma Women's Try. There's probably a couple hundred women who do it, and it's just a, a sprint, but they raise like 40 grand. So the neat thing is there's still a lot happening in the sport. It's just more bifurcated, I would say. Yeah, and I think it's important for people to remember that to be a triathlete doesn't mean that you have to do an Ironman. No. And I Matter of fact, I, it's much more fun to finish before happy hour. I, <laughs> that's for sure. When it's daylight. I, I mean, it's, you I know, recommend that. We've all been drawn in by the lure of Ironman. We've all done it. Um, and, you know, you can't take away what, not that any of us is try, are trying to do that, but you can't take away the fact that the, what how Ironman has built itself that it, it has made itself more accessible oh, yeah. for people to change their life. Oh, 100%. And like, for me, that outweighs everything. Well, and also uh, the foundation. I mean, Sarah and the gang uh, here in this community, in three years, I think it's three years it's been, uh, $300,000 mm -hmm. for uh, wildfire relief and other efforts. That's incredible. Uh, that would be really hard for a single race director to do something like that. Yeah. So it takes uh, a large organization and as sport and communities um, increase, uh, that inclusion is good, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and I also think the coaching and programs and everything, obviously I don't recommend couch to whatever, but uh, you also can make fun of it, right? You can do couch to whatever. So I think it's neat. It's just as fun to see uh, back of the Packers and Ironman. Uh, matter of fact, it's a long day to be out there, uh, just like it is in trail runs. Yeah, absolutely. So. You being race director of Lake Sonoma, very familiar with that course. Um, you know, have some ultras under your belt, and then you go to you go to Ironman this this yearly bike ride that you do that happens to have a swim before it and a run after, and you've got eight stations every mile, you've got mile Support markers, everywhere. you've got so many cones, right? Like, is there are there niceties about Ironman that I don't know. I would say, I mean, I was I I saw you in the race, and this was so great to see you in the race. Uh, as we were doing our, I mean, it was obviously, I don't prefer three loops of eight plus miles. <laughs> you would love to run out somewhere and come back, for God's sakes. Uh, but what was interesting was, I think I was susceptible to too many damn aid stations. My hand was swollen from literally having too much sodium. <laughs> apparently, I'm not a small man, so apparently I really enjoyed every aid station because I was running uh, between them and walking in the aid stations, which is... I shouldn't have been doing, but it felt good actually. And therefore I partaked in more Red Bull than I would ever have uh, and definitely more of everything. So yeah, it, it was, It's uh, my cup runneth over in that race, that's for I thought, sure. You're like the only athlete out there that thinks they indulged. I indulged too much yesterday in like Ironman. It was a buffet though on that table. It's it was. Like, what do I uh, want to choose? And, and remember, it's also fun. I mean, when else do you, and always the towns and races reflect the people. I mean, I had the most fun, and I don't know if you remember this, but the roller derby girls. There's a roller derby team in Santa Rosa, and the girls are one of the aid stations. And I just had so much fun high-fiving and seeing them cowbell.
well and cheer on. So, you know, even when you have a, a professional level organization like Ironman, the characteristics of the community are there. Yeah, the the I mean the volunteers, it's all just it's all just magic, you know. And BJ, you experienced it like with this, and actually with your wife Holly, like when you got your flat tire and she was right there, and then the mechanic guy came up and it all and flowed just, together. Yeah, but just but everybody wants your success. Right. But I didn't know that you could raise your hand if you're BJ and they just come and. Fix yeah, they bike. do. They, he has a personalized. Or, or if you do get a flat, he was within, actually within <laughs> two mat. He was he was your first. I mean, he didn't even get the bike started, and he was there. Right. <laughs> well, he had a problem with his scooter, or else he wouldn't have even he wouldn't have even been that. Yeah, because nobody gets roadside tech that close to transition. No, it, it, matter of fact, it was probably a good thing. Yeah. He was changing his uh, scooter oil, and he could. Yeah, fix, it was fix the, your bike. the universe conspiring to support That's you. Yeah. I, I honestly believe that. Um, yeah. So let's um, let's let's move on to when. Did you get into like trail running and ultra running? So I, I mentioned early in college, I'd at least done a few runs, uh, and it, just to tell you that, uh, I mean, you got your blue ribbon. There weren't awards or jackets or shirts and stuff. But I would say when I came up here, I did a few before I came up to Healdsburg. We'd been here now for 13 years, and so I'd done a few of the runs. But as I opened the store. Uh, a really nice gentleman uh, named Hal Kerner, who built an amazing community in Ashland, uh, Oregon, uh, was one of my early mentors as I was opening up Healdsburg Running Company. And he, like others, said, hey, start a community first. But he also challenged me. He put a hat on my shoe wall, and it said Pine to Palm. And he said, hey, here's the problem about these passion-based businesses, is you sometimes forget to run and therefore uh, come out and run my race. Now, he was shamelessly promoting his race and to make sure all of us came out and I ran it. But yeah, that really got me after I did my first 100. I'd done trail runs and maybe a, a North Face or two, but that was the first time that I felt really part of the community because it's, I mean, for me, it can either be a day or two days, and that's a long time to be running, <laughs> which means I can go past 24 hours. Not, I'm not proud of that, but it's possible. You're going to skip your happy hour <laughs> yeah, the well, next day. Well, definitely. It's breakfast. That's what's <laughs> right. terrible. You don't really want to have breakfast at the race. Was your first ultra, like, I mean, well, you said you had done some North Faces and things like that, but what was your, what did you walk away with after that first hundred? Well, I would say, one, uh, just like we were talking about uh, triathlons, it's, it takes uh, a big community to put some, pull something off like that. Uh, what I came away, as a matter of fact, I saw her, uh, a, a lady who helped me at my first hundred came into the shop, uh, and I saw her, well, I first saw her at the Hoka booth, and she had helped me when I was delirious after this hundred, go back and get my car. And she told me about all these things that I don't even remember. So the care and feeding of you when you're an athlete uh, uh, in those long races, it, it takes everybody. And that community is there, not only that runs, but those that volunteer, those that put on the race, the charity that it benefits. I mean, that's what really makes the event so fun. Mm -hmm. And there's carnage. That's fun, too. You have to overcome oh, yeah. a lot. Oh, yeah. I mean, I haven't done a hundred yet. It's you'll you'll end up doing it. It's just uh, I mean, just take the Lake Snow of fifty and extend it a little bit. It's just fun. a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. That was probably a good baptism getting into the longer distances. Yeah, and uh, I mean, even Lake Sonoma, it's it's a tough little course. Uh, if you can run out there daily, and we get to, uh, you can basically run anywhere, and I think that's what's kind of fun. You get to. 
The difference I'd say, uh, every Ironman course is different, but everybody asks you uh, your time. Uh, no one I've ever seen, they may ask, you know, jokingly, did it take you a day or take you two days? But that's the other part, it's everybody versus the course sometimes in the trail running. Uh, and it felt a little bit like that in triathlon, but I mean, I think that's what's really fun. And I think that's why you're seeing Barclays and all this amazing. I think that's why you're even seeing a multiple, uh, you know, the event in Hawaii is crazy that Gary Yang does. I mean, he's doing five Ironmans. It's oh, crazy. the Epic, yeah. uh, the epic, epic Five. five. I yeah. think, is that hap happening right now? No. 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 I, I thought I saw something about that this week. Uh, so then let's talk about, so you've mentioned the, the shop a couple times. Let's talk yeah. about the roots of this shop. Yeah, so if you're here in Sonoma County, uh, we're placed right in Healdsburg. We have uh, a great group. I mean, Ultra Running Magazine's from here. John Manager runs uh, Western States from here. So we had a background in trail running uh, and some great athletes uh, here and a race that was iconic. So it wasn't, I wouldn't say it wasn't easy. It's always easy to be new. It's hard to be good. Uh, what we wanted to do is uh, grow a community, and, and the only way you do that is when a new person joins, you make it work for them. So what was nice is we started uh, right away. A bunch of women came in and said, hey, can we do a ladies' night? We just want a ladies' running night. So we've been going for four years now on a Tuesday ladies' night, and it's just as much about the wine they have after or the food <laughs> that it is about the run. And those ladies are called Healdsburg Ladies or 400 strong in a community that's, you know, 8,000. And then Thursday night is a family night, or it sounds, it's bifurcated. It's family night or the Thursday crew that are a bunch of fast folks. And they sort of define Thursday, which we call more restaurant takeover. We're in a small town where if uh, our running group on Thursday ends at your restaurant, they get a couple thousand or a thousand more dollars. So it used to be, I had to, they'd say, can you, you need back room? Do I charge you for it? I'm like, no, I don't charge for the run. Uh, they're gonna find their wallet and help out. And then it was very grassroots on a Saturday for our Saturday trail runs, because it's all about road tripping all around to just you know visit these epic trail runs. And because these places are so nice and people wanna dial them in, uh, we're able to get 40, 60 or more people in a small town. And you get to watch them progress from you know, fat Kevin to skinny Kevin, uh, fast Kevin. Uh, uh, so it's really, really cool. So there wasn't a running store here prior to that? No, I believe uh, Healdsburg itself had racket and running, uh, and that was in the 70s. And it was Brooks Shoes and Tennis. That was a big deal back then. But so no. it's just, the, the, this town was waiting for this store to come. Yeah, also it was hard to open a little bit with the brands because uh, remember 8,000 person towns, uh, Patagonia and others didn't know why would we want to be here? Is it gonna, is it gonna succeed with this small amount of people? And it's the magic of those who come spend their weekends with us as well as those that uh, live here. So we cater to the locals, but everybody who comes from somewhere else feels at home and uh, we call it live like a local so if any uh, tourist or any friend comes they feel just as good on a Saturday as everybody else and they're intrigued to eat and have breakfast at Trailhouse after yeah the group Ralph took the group because uh, I was doing Iron Man he thought it would be funny to run uh, <laughs> <laughs> to run uh, Annadale and then they swam a half mile out and a half mile back. So it was their duathlon. Oh, that's so cool. And it made it funny because Ralph's from an island and he doesn't swim very well. 
But I would say uh, the store is just built on community first. Uh, then in small uh, towns or others, it's all charity. We started uh, for um, Live Like True and the idea is you give back. Uh, it's natural though, uh, when the fires happen, you of course give shoes out. Uh, so nothing is, you don't plan a lot of this, you just react to what's happening with you uh, and around you. And then we did camps and tours. So we were so proud of our area that we decided we would uh, bring people in to uh, go up to Lake Sonoma you were at and run a camp or a tour. And uh, now we're excited to take people to other trail runs. The community is big enough that we can put a group together to go to UTMB or we put a group, big group together to go to Western States. So it's just fun. That's so cool. And yeah. then do you coordinate like training weekends for like Western States? And we do, we do. Uh, but the nice thing is everything we try to do, all of our runs and everything are free. So uh, the idea is, uh, and even the camps that we did for kids, uh, some that can pay, paid, and the others uh, that couldn't, don't. So the idea is you make the bar really, really low, and that's just means everybody's included, so it's good. Have you done Western States? No, I haven't. Is it something you want to do? I don't know if I do. Uh, I, I imagine at some point, yeah. I still have a lot of races that I want to do, and I'm now seven, maybe eight hundreds okay so I'm just sort of uh, figuring out what works and what doesn't work uh, and I've been spoiled uh, we didn't talk about it but John Mettinger uh, who's like 37 year race director and you know Ultra Runner magazine is a legend in the sport and the president of Western States so it'd be honored to, to run his race of course but also because I now run his Lake Sonoma 50 He's not only a size 14 shoe, he's a huge legend, and you don't ever replace legends. You just pay homage to them like we called it tropical year. And uh, next year we'll do Woodstock because he was a, a, a Woodstock guy. But, yeah, I would say uh, well, I'd love to run his race for sure. Was there ever a time in opening this shop where you questioned it or it got tough? Uh, well, I mean, remember, uh, we uh, uh, are in a retail store, right? And anyone who comes out of internet startups and online and e-commerce would never do a retail store. My family in 39 had a, had always had retail in our town. Uh, and when I'm saying retail, they did the laundromat, uh, the tire store, the gas station. In a little town that small, you do everything. So yeah, to do retail, when retail's dying, you have to one, be confident you can do it different. Two, you have to be confident in the local community wants to support you. Because an 8,000 person town, everybody who runs or thinks about runs needs shoes. Or I tell them they need shoes to keep me open. So uh, <laughs> I don't know if I've doubted it, I would just say, you know, I'd make a little bit of fun of, I only have one competitor. Uh, the nice thing about uh, running is if you're a running geek or running nerd, uh, you go to all running stores. And so other running stores that do well help you. And I had a model in San Francisco Running Company. I mm. talked about Rogue earlier. Uh, and they're just doing retail different. And I call it ABFA. Uh, so my only thing that, and I'm not a negative person. I just like making fun of uh, Jeff Bezos, who is smaller than me. Uh, and I just call it anything but F and Amazon. So the idea is as long as you're doing anything but Amazon, then I'm quite happy. And shoes... Uh, and compression socks, everything in the store, uh, we use it all. And if you can really provide a nice trail for someone to run and something else, that's a lot more than retail. 
And this must be a good stop for runners. It's 8,000 here in town that live yeah. here. But, I mean, you must have the, the, the travel through traffic that goes up. Yeah, it's 4 million visitors. So the most busiest area in Sonoma County is Healdsburg. So it's a quaint little town, uh, a small downtown. Uh, but, I mean, I, I have a lot of pressure. I mean, it's the best of the best. I'm looking as we're podcasting at Single Thread, which is the fastest restaurant to win three Michelin stars. It's 11-course tasting. Uh, it's all great local employees there and some restaurateurs, but that's the top location. Dustin has been from Dry Creek Kitchen forever, and then, my God, I have a 20-year-old toy store. So everybody's as good as it gets around me. So we all uh, raise our game, not only for our locals, but also for people to come visit. Yeah, I feel like we're, we've lived in a, a, a tourist town, I guess yeah. you could call it, Newport, yeah, Rhode yeah. Island, and, and you had to treat everybody the same who is priority you know and and i feel when you were talking before about the the community aspect of it you go into some bike shops and you get the you get the brick wall and then yeah. i think that keeps a lot of people away so i think the community the community <laughs> <laughs> i was waiting for that i was so glad that my water's almost gone because i've almost spilled it twice it was like on purpose like i went in with these crazy hands yeah, what was that? Yeah. i don't know <laughs> I went in with crazy hands and knocked over the coffee. So the community comes first, basically. And well, I think that's where a lot of, re, were you saying retail dies? I think a yeah. lot of sh physical shops yeah. find it struggle because they're not building something besides what they are. Well, you just have to be, you have to love what you do. So passion-based business, if you love it and you're doing it, it translates to everybody else. And then our staff is, I mean, it sounds crazy, but it's a 20-person staff. You have Most of them part-time. Yeah. They reflect the community. It's moms, it's teachers, it's kids uh, from the community, and it's great. And you know that's why you do it. Watching, you know, Jackson here that is now going to TCU. Uh, Anna's now at UCLA. You get a chance to take a small part of their life. They're runners and and working in the store. It's just a blast. That's why you do it. It feels, you know, you're leaving a, a legacy or helping someone. Uh, and if you love it. Uh, and you're constantly learning. That's the great thing about retailers, always learning. And the same passion that I have for the store is the same for, you know, Hoka's passion about their shoes. Uh, on, they're Swiss, they're just as passionate. Or Rabbit with their new gear. So, uh, it, I mean, that's all you're doing is translating passion into something that somebody can use. When you were in, dialing back to when you were in the tech industry and growing up, did you have passion? Oh, I did, but mostly it was a little bit different, I would say there was a belief that you could change the world. So, I mean, every startup I was in, I believe we were changing the world. That was the, the one. That was, oh, yeah, yeah, I just believed when Wi-Fi was going from fee-based to free, the whole world would be changed because we'd have free Wi-Fi. Or when I believe music would go from your stereo into your car hard drive and that company sold to Apple, I believe that would change everything. Matter of fact, they're now using it in dr uh, driverless cars rather than <laughs> that technology. So what's fun is... I always call it the abundance principle in sport or passion is the same as in startups is you have these people uh, that believe if I'm going to make it, then everybody makes it. So it's abundantly clear that everybody, whether it's a monetary goal or changing the world, um, in many places you have a scarcity principle. Hey, I have my gas station in the corner. If he moves next to me, I lose my money. That scarcity principle or the pie that you have to share with anybody doesn't work. And if you have that mentality, it makes it really fun. And you deep down believe 
you can, if you know, don't beat Jeff Bezos, I at least beat him in Healdsburg, then I beat him in Sonoma County, and then I beat him in Northern California. <laughs> when he has a divorce going on, I'll be fine. <laughs> but the idea is you have to feel that way. Yeah, or, it, it, go ahead. Well, yeah, I mean, the scarcity mindset is, is it's everywhere. I mean, turn the news on. It's yeah. like we don't have enough safety. We don't have enough money. We're not good enough. We're not yeah. fast enough. We're not fast enough. I could never do a fifth. I could never do like Sonoma. I'm not fast enough. I'm not strong enough. And so that scarcity mindset is just epidemic. And um, and of course, it's it's the biggest with business and, and competitiveness because it's fear. It's fear based. Oh. But if you don't believe like for me, I mean, it's a very, you know, if you don't believe running changes lives, then, you know, then it doesn't work. You can watch people who just start out and not just the running and the physical aspect of it, but just time management, uh, enjoyment uh, after the endorphin rushes after a half an hour run or an achievement of a race. Uh, all of that has a really big positive effect. That means it's abundantly clear that everybody should do it, or in your mind, uh, they should. So everybody you see is a runner. Now, they're not, but as long as I have that rose-colored lens, then I don't give up. And whether it's, you know, taking over an iconic race to Lake Sonoma, you also have to make everything your own. I mean, that was a big... I didn't want to do it. I mean, how could you do anything as good as John has ever done it? But you can do it try to do it as well as he's done it and then add your own and I think that's what's kind of unique in triathlons and running uh, we even talked a little bit about swimming I, I think that's where you're going to see in the retail that's it's those specialty stores that are boutique and fun that you may still go to and in a tourist town for sure yeah so I saw on the website that you guys have a mission to create Hillsburg to be the healthiest yeah city well, you in the world. Well, you definitely, I don't want to sound too uh, non-competitive. So uh, I'd like to poke fun at, at Bezos, but I also think you want to be proud of where you live or you want to be proud of where you work. And one way to do that is see the area get healthier. So I've always said Healdsburg's a hard town to pronounce. Some people pronounce it kind of crazy. So I thought the idea is Healthsburg would be great. And uh, we just want... We just wanted everybody to uh, feel super comfortable that, you know, if we have more people doing our Fitch Mountain Foot Race, then we're healthier than Boulder per capita. So, you know, obviously my ability to take on Boulder's uh, mare and the Boulder Boulder, which is the biggest 10K, yeah. I can do it per capita. And that allows the, the town and the community to be proud. And the same we're trying to do for Sonoma County. We want Sonoma County to be the endurance capital. Have you seen any transformational stories, like people coming to the run group, maybe at first kind of uh, looking down at the ground, like, should I even be here? And then... I would the first trail race? Yeah, most definitely. I mean, uh, one thing I didn't believe, uh, I was uh, just so excited uh, knowing... Uh, uh, Brett Rivers and the San Francisco running company and they were just good they were winning everything and it was amazing and I thought my gosh we're always going to be the fun guys uh, we'll have Paps Blue, Blue Ribbon after everything we'll bring pancakes and make them at the end of the run we can do that we can definitely we'll get a bunch of people out but uh, I didn't know that we would take people who you know you'd look at them and go oh my gosh he just lost 100 pounds and he's not only lost 100 pounds he's podium races I mean, that's a drastic change, and I didn't see it happening so fast and so early. 
And some of that was we have uh, our first pro, Bob Shebus, is incredible. He's now a master's, but he not only has won Vineman a couple times, but has won lots of hundreds and lots of races and was our pro in the shop. And he's so approachable as a sixth grade teacher that everybody believed, hey, I can do what Bob's doing, which is very hard. Most time you meet a pro, I could never do that. But he was the guy that was a coach and tried to teach everybody. And sure enough, he'll have a race coming up and one of his sort of biggest fans will race him and it will be a student versus teacher and it, we don't know how it'll go, it's great. Well, and I think that, you know, you're saying, you know, I didn't know it was gonna happen so fast and I think that that's such a byproduct of that abundance mindset that you came into here and you were like community first, like it's gotta be about the community. And you gotta it, do what they wanna do, right? If right. If they didn't wanna do hundreds or the Lakes number 50, I mean, we call ourselves the Pond Pirates because we wanted to pirate the race if John didn't let us in, that was the joke because they were just having a burgeoning uh, desire to begin racing, because you don't have to race. Well, and somebody who's not a local, like I saw all that hype about the Pond Pirates, I'm like, I want to be a Pond Like literally, I'm like, we should just move to Healdsburg so I can be a Pond Pirate. I mean, it's like, you want to be you want to be a part of it. That's what you've created. You, you've created this. And when you go in with an agenda, like, okay, it's six months, we're going to get somebody into the group and then we're going to change their life. Like, you can't go in with these hard agendas. No, but also uh, it's a modern world, right? So we have podcasts, we have uh, 7,000 people on the email newsletter, we have an Instagram feed that, you know, obviously we love uh, blowing up over silly stuff, let alone uh, running. And so all of those are ways to connect one to many or one to one, and we didn't have that before. So I would say that uh, you do these events because you're all together at a race or a festival, and it's fun, it's great, but you have pictures after, you have everything. So I, I think there's more connectiveness now. Yeah. All right, so let's talk. <laughs> I think you got it right from behind. <laughs> it looks good. Shopping. <laughs> you're good. We're in and this, you have your Hoka's on. Yes, We're in the I store love those. right now. I saw you at the Hoka booth. I love those. They're good. Yeah, those are cool shoes. You could wear those to a wedding. Cool. Yes, okay. yeah, yours, yours, are, are yours are really cool, too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but in just seeing, uh, I mean, he's probably four or five. I mean, our number one races are at 4th of July. We have a kid's race at noon with a water war after. Uh, and it's fun because the firemen kick it off with, like, loud sirens and everything. But, yeah, that you just do literally what the community sort of has around you and is if you do that you're reflected and then it it uh the community keeps you alive or keeps you around yeah. With, without expectation no you're just doing it because it's fun it's there yeah yeah i mean it's first of all the joy you have watching kids run i mean it's around our plaza for god's sakes it's a blast it's and, it's fun but it's also a little scary sometimes when you see like the kids races at the iron man i'm like, like this that is kid's this. going down yeah the like oh yeah. The, the sunday kids race is a blast i mean some of it even though it's quite short they're definitely stumbler rumblers that's yeah i love but, it but i mean i think that's the part remember for somebody to like something right uh, that's not love it yet, but like it. There's always those small aspects that you enjoy in these events and sport, and that's what brings you back. It's not always, you know, uh, the medal or the hat or the shirt or any of that. It's just the small stuff like that. No, experience. it's, it's yeah. For, yeah. for us, it's definitely the experience, um, except if you run Lake Sonoma 50 and you get to the finish line, you get a sweet Patagonia vest. Well, yeah, I mean, but that's because... <laughs> you were running for the vest. But that's because, I mean, it's, uh, it's a charity race for Vineyard Worker Scholarship Fund, and the brand Patagonia 
likes the idea of a vineyard workers scholarship. I mean, we were out riding. Did you see the vineyard workers yesterday? Yes, I did. In the hats and everything? Yes. So you realize when you're doing an Ironman, dude, this is not an Ironman. Working 13 or 14 hours in the fields, picking grapes. Right now, uh, they're, uh, the buds are just coming out, and so they're... Uh, pruning them and getting them ready for harvest, of course. And yeah, when we were riding, I thought, man, this isn't an Iron Man. They're gonna, they're working yeah. much harder than. And we I can are. see people because they were on the side of the road when I went by. Like they were waving and but everything. Yeah, was good. I thought they were checking their phones. Like <laughs> oh, they're probably checking the results. At least, but they probably weren't. But um, yeah, there was there were quite there were quite a lot in the vineyards. So, they, so you got your v- puffy vest because George and the team at Patagonia just love the cause. So That's to, so, cool. so to many of the brands, we love it because they're great brands representing. Uh, the race and we got more brands on but they like the cause there's there's not nearly as many uh, charity races uh, I think they'll end up being more as things get bifurcated but yeah that's you get good swag because brands want to yeah. jump on yeah you get good swag and your uh, money goes the to, to the vineyard workers so it's good that's amazing yeah that's so so let's their donation talk about, makes you a lot allowed to raise money so, so let's good. talk about how you ended up sliding into the captain's chair of lake sonoma 50. well i think i was the only one that probably didn't want it i think uh as john was <laughs> possibly looking to uh, retire plus i never thought he would i would always want he's so good that you want every race to be run by john Mettiger. But as we talked, uh, because it's so local, uh, because it's for a charity, and because it's you know in our backyard, uh, it just made sense for a community organization to run it. He's crazy to let a fun runner guy run it, because I'm not, it's my first race directing debut, so think about it, if you haven't ran a race, and you get uh, the most competitive field in ultra running, uh, and house pros, uh, and, uh, the stress of, uh, uh, what, three women in the 50-mile race racing, I mean, literally within a minute of each other in the finish. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's a with great challenge, it's a great opportunity, and if you don't mind being challenged, uh, and, you know, obviously for me, uh, I didn't want to screw it up, but I also, you know, you want to make it fun. I mean, I love the tropical year. I was doing it in all seriousness. You have to pay... Those who came before you have to acknowledge their work. And for me, it was fun to call it tropical, but in the end, I mean, he's a god in our sport. We just happen to be so fortunate. It's like if I had a computer shop and Steve Jobs is my neighbor, it would suck to have a computer shop and Steve Jobs is your neighbor. But in the end, it would be a great challenge. And if Steve says it's good, then you're good. I mean, so yeah, he's like... Uh, and John's known as Tropical John, right? Yeah, so Tropical John Mettinger obviously loves the tropics. He's always been wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Uh, we believe uh, he'll probably move at some point to the tropics. So the idea, that's been his nickname and moniker, and that's why we had a tropical theme. It's just paying homage to all of his hard work and his wife, Lisa. It's great. Yeah, and they were there doing um, packet pickup and oh, you, you checking in. And I mean, I always want him to always be there, but I don't think you could keep him away. It's their race. I mean, they and John, remember, created Miwok and the Quad and all of these you know iconic races, so there are many of them. But uh, this one, uh, I mean, you know, we run the same course for the last now 11 years. And it's fun because course records are exactly the same course. Yeah. Uh, that isn't the case at Western. It has to change because of the snow year and everything else. It's pretty fun. And we call the race uh, relentless. It's definitely tough. Yeah, it's, uh, I can attest that that's a very, it's an appropriate 
It's an appropriate word to use because it is relentless. It reminded me when I actually went out there the other day and was nice. running on it because it called me back. That's good. It's very good. And it made me, I had this moment where I realized like, oh my gosh, this reminds me of the Kalalau Trail on the island of Kauai where you just go up, you take Boom, a corner, yeah. you go yeah. down, you take a corner, you go up, you da, da, down, da, down, and it's relentless. Well, yeah, and it depends on the day, right? Some days you feel like momentum and the down brings you to the up, and some days you feel like it's all up. Well, and it's, <laughs> and it's a very runnable course at the same time. Well, that's the problem at times. <laughs> that's because, the problem. Uh, those who try to negative split the course, it's pretty hard to negative split it. No one, it's, matter of fact, it hasn't been done least from the elite level and uh, but I mean the carnage is real I mean we get to see pros I think Max King was the second uh, as he bowed out at 25 because of an injury he was in a unicorn uh, unic uh, yeah a unicorn contact uh, I guess he was in his unicorn outfit and he was cheering everyone on and Sensman uh, did his 25 so yeah. we were able to see some of the pros that just you know did what we call half a race. It's tough. Yeah. And they take it out pretty quick. Yeah, and coming yeah, coming up from Madrone Point Aid Station, going up that hill there, and seeing Eric at the top, and he's just cheering, you look so strong, and he's cheering everybody on, and, you know, just out there and still being a part of it. Oh, I would say, yeah, the, the ability, at least in trail running, for the athletes to participate, I mean, we couldn't keep Jim Walmsley away. He didn't run. He came out to cheer his buddies on. He's in the shop hanging out. He's running out there. I mean, that's what's so fun is people want to be around each other and the community and the place we have. And, and you have to sort of not only cherish that but nurture it. So you have to have the after party. You have to have uh, the movie night on Thursday. You have to have a yoga shakeout run on Friday. I mean, the nice thing about Lake Sonoma is because everybody wants to see each other, and it's new and old. It's not uh, just an alumni race because uh, it's a lottery. Uh, you know, will continue, and, and my hope is three things. Uh, Solomon came on to help us make it more international, and they did. We had 13 countries represented. We'll strive to have well more than 20 to 25 next year because we think it's something we should share uh, with folks from other places. Also, uh, we were up 10, almost 12% for women. I believe in trail running, it's at least my desire, that races should be 50-50. Uh, and I think that's where the growth is, is women running trails. Uh, and we've seen that the women, I mean, the sport's good because uh, Americans love it when Americans are good. And both men and women are amazing right now for trail running and ultra running. So I think the, the women will grow uh, just as fast or more. And then the last I would say is my locals. I need to get more locals who are, as I mentioned, you know, losing 100 pounds and uh, you know, now podium. I mean, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, to um, go from, and we make fun of couch to whatever, but <laughs> it's definitely uh, real, and that's the idea is if you set the bar low, which means just come out and run Fitch, it's just a mile and a half, it's straight up, uh, and if you've done that a couple times, then you'll definitely be able to, you know, move from there, so it's great. So let's go back. Um, did the, the moment that, John asked you to take it over. Did he, like, were you we having a conversation? We just went to dinner at Bravas, which is great. Uh, Did you know? Were you like? No, I mean, we were, uh, I mean, we, we have a group called The Village, uh, and that's a group of us uh, that John and Lisa are in and a bunch of us that 
we call it the village people because it's crazy. And we do dinner or Sunday parties or whatever. And uh, it wasn't the village, just John and I. So I thought, hey, there's something up. We'll figure it out. Uh, and yeah, uh, that's when he talked to me about it. I was, I just never thought he would not do it, right? If somebody's been growing something and it's, uh, it continues to get better and better each year, uh, you don't expect to have it. It's also really fun to be the fun shop guy. Like you don't have to worry about marking. You don't have to worry about uh, recruiting a professional uh, group of athletes to come out and race, and you don't have to worry about the field. And so for me, I loved my role. I mean, I, matter of fact, uh, if John wanted to run it next year, he's happy to run it. I'll increase my role, uh, making bringing out the fun and the after parties and things. But um, yeah, I mean, to to work with the Wilson family and to work with the scholarships for vineyard workers, I can do that to get more local companies like Gusteau and uh, uh, State Farm and others become sponsors and donate uh, and come out. I mean, it's neat to have the Interact Club kids park cars and the Cloverdale kids uh, clean up after. I mean, that's cool. And, and that I can do. I know how to do that really well, and I love that. So, I mean, it's just as fun to see you finish the race and high-five and hug everybody, but it's just as fun to get the community involved because the community feels close to the race because they house athletes. I mean, how cool is it to house Jim Walmsley or to house Keeley Henniger? Uh, I mean, they just... And I'm not saying the community knows running that well. They just have to get up at 4 in the morning and make a little breakfast for a pro and get them on their way to run, but they're there Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday, and they're staying with them Sunday. They really get to you know, meet a runner, and the runners appreciate it. Our hotel rooms are a little bit expensive. We sometimes call ourselves dirtbag runners, so it's nice to, for them to save on a cost of housing and to make the race uh, really affordable for them as well as everybody else. So taking on this race, <coughs> I had seen a post for you from you, maybe even, I think it was after the race, you said something about, like, no, actually, it was right at the starting. You were on the mic. Oh, and you were yeah, saying, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think I'm more nervous than all of you guys. Well, John is, uh, just to give a little background of it, uh, John is massively prompt. Like, every race that he's ever done, it starts exactly when he says he's going to do it. And it's not that I'm not at the trail early every Saturday. <laughs> I am. But everybody else shows up right at 8. So our 8 o'clock trail runs leave at 8.20. Our Thursday nights, everybody loves chatting and talking to each other. Our... Thursday night family runs leave hell. It depends on how many people are speaking <laughs> and talking about their races. But So I'm not known for being massively prompt. But the other is, uh, you know, I was just being, it was funny because uh, I would be definitely hard in the sleeve type guy. And I just, the emotions I had at the time was I was first thinking, make sure they take a right when they go down, what, less than 50 yards down the hill. Right. Not that I thought they would go left. I had arrows and everything there. And by the way, the race is so iconic. They all know to go that way. But I thought, man, if they went the wrong way. <laughs> but I mean, I definitely was nervous. Uh, the nice thing about races is the community kind of keeps it going. Your ham radio guys keep people safe. Your medics keep everybody safe. Your volunteers keep everybody fluid. And you have to trust the process. And it was more nervous for me because the process was more John's than mine. And mm. it's no different than anybody when you first take something over from somebody else. And so, yeah, I loved it that they were all looking nervous at the start. I've got uh, the megaphone in front of me, and I think Solomon caught it in their video when I'm like, I'm definitely more nervous than the runners. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But well, that, was, that was reality. It's fun, and it's sort of part of, uh, part of the experience. 
Yeah, I mean, to, to take something over like that, to ha- to be holding this massively competitive elite field, what? how big is the field, like 400 and 400 so? There's so there's usually, we, we did about, you usually have 400 plus that uh, succeed in the lottery. So it's a lottery race, so it's very, very popular. Uh, and then uh, the idea that makes it feel good uh, is around that number. Also, uh, parking's issue. So, it, you know, we just have one little parking lot up there. So the other reason I was so happy that I was able to get the race off on time because you got to get cars in there. Uh, but what was also fun is it just feels good at that. It's Remember, the reason I love running out there, it's single track. Where else can you, you use two miles of road to stretch everybody out because you have to do that. But then you have 19 miles of really, why would I complain or worry about marking? 19 miles of single track. You don't have to think. No. And it's fast, fun single track. So, uh, I mean, all of it, and it's all set up. I mean, John put the race together to get people ready for Western States. Yeah. So if Western States is the Super Bowl of ultra running, most of the pros come out to prep for Western States. It's perfectly aligned in April. Uh, it has a golden ticket, so that's uh, something I am excited to maintain and keep. Uh, but yeah, it's it's perfect training for Western States. It's good. I mean, let's talk about the women's field this year to see Anna Mae Flynn and Eo Wang like l- literally sprinting and to we, the finish. We interviewed Eo the day before, and she was she was saying she's just going to go out there and just. She's training through it. She's going to see how. She, yeah, she's like, I reserve the right to do a 50k and like. Well, I mean, if you got, I mean, you guys know Eo. What's great? I mean, I'm not kidding. How uh, I can't be so proud. The race is iconic because the winners who've won it represent ultra running amazingly well. The first thing I did was put the names down on a list and looked at it every day. Like, look at these people. Uh, Eo is a two-time winner. So the first person who reached out when I had Lake Sonoma was EO to offer me a chance to go see her at Equator Coffee and talk about the race. I mean, she's not a gamer to talk about her doing the race. It's to help me do the race. So you know you're in good hands when you have many of the professional athletes offering you as a first-time race director help. And it also says a lot about her character. So anytime you have a strong competitor with strong character like that, even when they may say, oh, I don't know how it's going to go. Oh, oh she can't not race. I'm, I'm sure she's fit, she's strong, and, and it's a course that she's good at, so it's great. But, I mean, Anna Mae Flynn has been third there, uh, watching her do homework uh, out on the course. Uh, those that do that, it does pay off. Uh, and so she's a deserving winner as well. But to three ladies to be within a minute of each other throughout the race... I mean that's a long time for 50 miles. Yeah, I think it was a, it was a hard it, it ended up being a pretty tough race because of the pace that was being pushed. Yeah, and and also I mean to uh, I mean just to put my race director hat on, uh, all things uh, you know, you have to have you have to be lucky and sometimes good, but there was a car, believe it or not, coming up to where the two women were passing right there on the little road that comes across because there's a marina down below. And oh, so, right before you get to like the last. Yeah, right last before you get up the to the top, so we all yeah. get to see them before they come to the finish, and that's where she passed. But there was a car on its way up, and Eric uh, of Ultra Runner Podcast had stopped the car. Like, <laughs> nice. remember the Jim was setting the record, and uh, Dylan Bowman told him, "No, up here, Jim." I mean, the great <laughs> thing about, and the the thing about you know uh, all of this, these experiences, if it didn't have a chance to have epic fails, there wouldn't be epic success. 
And I think the watching the joy between the th- three women uh, sharing the race together, it's awesome. And we've seen that before. Uh, we got to see, I mean, Keely Henniger dislocated her shoulder a few years ago when she was La Sportiva. A couple years later, she's the f- second fastest women's time and wins the race just the year before. And Jim to set the course record. It's, it's all just a really good group of people. And but then, the race has been doing that now for 10 years. Yeah. I think it calls it calls the best out of you. I know it called the best out of me because there was nothing nothing less than my best that was going to get me to the finish line. Well, and uh, but, I mean, on the other side, just to make sure you know this, you can be a past winner and not do well at the race. Like literally one of the most exciting times. Ralph is a shop manager here. Uh, and we love this photo. She's such a great runner. But uh, Emily Harrison won the race on a very wet year. And there's just an epic photo of her nearly up to her waist powering through Warm Springs. Uh, and then a few years later, she doesn't have it that day. And Ralph was running in with her. I mean, she easily could have not run, but she ran in. And that's the other thing is uh, a lot of athletes and locals. I mean, remember, we're in... Healdsburg in the race at Lake Sonoma, we have Sacramento, we have Tahoe, we have San Francisco. Regardless of all these great people who fly in and come see the race, we have our own really good community in Northern California, and EO's a really good representative of that. Mm-hmm. And even San Francisco Running Company, I mean, she's mm-hmm. a great representative of that. But to offer me help right away. Yeah. I, I, and you knew she was going to be a gamer, that's for sure. Yeah, of course. I think she's she ran in Transvolcania this. I think it's coming up. Yeah, it's either coming up or or it's happened it's, this weekend. It's either Can't this remember. weekend or the 18th. Yeah, that looks like a crazy. There's so race. many acti- Remember, we call it 100 Days of Running, is Memorial Day to Labor Day. We just think there's just events. I mean, for us here, it's events every weekend. It's fun. What do you think the Lake Sonoma 50 calls out of people? Uh, well, I mean, obviously, anytime there's a relentless race in the back, uh, it's a lot of kinship and friendships, because if you're walking up bummer together, and uh, it's not working out, you meet people from all over, and those become your, we call it trail love, you have a little trail love out there, or bromances or romances, either way. But we in the back of the pack and in the front of the pack, it's a pretty cordial race. I mean, those ladies were talking to each other uh, throughout the race. Uh, there's gamesmanship. Uh, the men's race went out hard. Uh, I think Jared took it out hard to make sure Tom Evans from uh, Britain as well as Sebi from France were uh, definitely strung out a little bit by the time they came back. Uh, so I, But I also think uh, it's a – I mean, the feeling – remember, some people finish at 1, some people finish nearly at 7 or 8. Uh, they all stay around. Uh, it's not just because, and it does have great food and all of that, but they stay around because they want to talk with each other and uh, high-five everybody who comes in. And I think that will continue, not just for Lake Sonoma, but I think that's how the sport is changing. Mm. It feels like the finish at Armstrong Woods and other places is more about celebrating. And it reminds me, I mean, we, we just did a try. I mean, that's the my f- most fun was not the try, but after to see 15 or 20 friends and remember i'm sort of not doing it the most service by not riding a bike or swimming <laughs> so i'm almost not uh <clears throat> i do value the sports and i've done lots of ironman but the idea is to see all those folks in the end stop by and say hi and have a couple beers and then the other athletes you saw there and i think that's the sport of it whether you're in front or in the rear and we were talking about you know athletes cheering each other on like eric sensman um 
I would say our leaders that are good Americans are good sports. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it fun. Because you don't have to be a good sport. Remember, yeah. it's even professional now. They get paid. They don't have to hang out at uh, Jamil's race at the Havilene 100 to see Skip Brand go by. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't have to do that. They want to do it. And I think that's what it will allow uh, at least the ultra-running world to grow. And I think that's the same in triathlon as well. One of the things I think is so cool um, coming from the Ironman sport and moving into ultra running is that I cross that finish line and I'm high-fiving the race director. Oh. And I have to tell you, that's who I want to see because I want to just, and, I, and, I, and when I saw you at the finish, I just wanted to thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for carrying that torch and stepping up and, and being the race director. And that's so special. And I think for, but I'd love to get your perspective, but from an athlete to be like, whoa, like the race director is calling my name, giving me a high five and telling me that I just crushed it no matter what my time is. Well, I would say though, that's uh, really as much a running store as anything else. I mean, if you don't cowbell on a Saturday to wait for a walker uh, who's going eight miles up because they are going all the way to the Jenner Headlands and come back, then you know you're not, you know, growing a community. Everybody's included. John was really good, and he believes this, and I think he's taught every race director he's ever talked to. Every single athlete should be looked in the eye. I mean, I don't think he hugs them. He's not. Well, maybe he does. Uh, but I'm a hugger, obviously, and a high-five guy. Uh, but the idea is, you know, you need to see them. I mean, they put their money out. So they're helping the cause for the children of vineyards. For, but it's fun. I mean, you get a joy. And if you don't, then it's work. Like the day that you don't want to be waiting for that person in the end of a run, then you should do something else. Yeah. And what well, we catch a break. I mean, obviously, we have food for you. And on most of my trail runs, we cook pancakes, mostly because I have high school kids, and if they're not chefs, they usually run five to six or eight, but if they're not chefs in the end, they're on their phones. Uh, And they're not great chefs, but they can cook pancakes, they can definitely do breakfast tacos and everything. But the idea is, when you say all paces, all distance, no one runs alone, you have to really mean it. Because to a uh, triathlete that's in the back of the pack, when dreaded you may see the arch come down right Mm -hmm. (laughs) the dreaded running arch goes down before Mm -hmm. the last person is there you know that's i mean the dfl some people don't like the idea the old school guys of of uh honoring dead fucking last Mm -hmm. i love it Mm -hmm. i would say the the best challenge i had was right up front with lake sonoma i had a athlete who was 76 and wanted to break the golden rule uh and be able to, uh, he's an amazing athlete uh, and has been an amazing ultra runner, but he wanted to leave early. You just remember, if, if you're 76 and you see the boys coming down for you, at, uh, your na- maybe you left an hour early at Buck's Pasture, too, they'll run you over. They're going five minute miles. But to be able to see uh, him at DFL, it's just as good as watching the beginning. Exactly. And I think if uh, all races feel that way and race directors, then it's fun. And I think that's one of the reasons why Ironman is is so exciting because that midnight finish going back, it's so cool. And, you know, last night, 
you know, going to Whole Foods, getting a salad, and as we're eating this Whole Foods salad, I'm like, there's people out there. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're out there right now. Well, it's, still or moving. you're finishing the laps, and you're finishing the third lap, and you're like, that person is just going out to start his <laughs> yeah. run or it's, her run. Yeah, and you see them with a ni- or that mylar jacket yes. on to finish a lap. I mean, that's awesome. I know. And I would, and I, I'd say... What's good for sport today uh, and for triathlons is, you know, it's it's just as hard for a 16-hour easily than a 9- and 8-hour. Matter of fact, it could be quite harder. Um, <clears throat> and we're seeing inclusiveness of the sport. I think the back of the pack is growing just as fast as the front of the pack. I mean, we're excited for who's winning and what's happening. But I think the idea of people believe they can do it they can do it as we all know it's a lot of this is mental mm. uh and yeah I, I just believe if uh you don't look super athletic thin or you don't have any sport background you can run yeah well uh, you just proved it you didn't yeah. swim much you didn't bike at oh, all. and i'm definitely not runner looking i have a nice little heelsburg belly that the food here keeps me <laughs> And the beer as well. I mean, we have Racer 5 in town. But, yeah, I, th- I think that makes the uh, sport better. Uh, and I think it. Uh, I think it's even better for pros. Like, Rennie's great. I mean, I th- my favorite moment with her last year is we're building houses together. I mean, it's cool. Here, here is a From the world fires. champion. Yeah, yeah, world champion. This year, landscaping with Rennie. I mean, it's that's what... Uh, makes her a champion as much as just being fast. There's lots of fast people. Absolutely. Yeah. And just the the ranks and the time and all of that's just one metric. Yeah. You know, and uh, you know to be where she is, she's got to have those metrics pretty spot on. But there's there's so much more than just you know strapping on your shoes and you know this from hundreds right like anything can happen we know this from iron man we know this from 50s and 50k is like 5k anything can happen out but, there but everybody helping each other i mean uh sometimes you try to do the ultra running comparison i at least do to triathlons the same communities there it sometimes manifests itself differently like for example uh obviously i wasn't winning because i was around people who carried what it sounded like tic tacs they weren't Tic Tacs. They're bottles of Aleve. And my God, I love them for carrying a loud <laughs> bottle of Aleve because I think they carry them to let everybody know who isn't feeling it that, shit, if you want three Aleves, just talk to 44, who's a 44-year-old woman, and you get to call her 44. Hey, stop. Can I have three Aleve? And I did. I got three Aleve, and it was awesome. And I wanted two, but she, my cup runneth over. But I would say the same is on uh, an ultra you remember, like in many races, I would use something called run gum if you saw somebody hating life because it's gum that has caffeine to it. And usually it gives you a nice uplift. And if they believe in it, that it will get you there. And I think some of those moments, whether you stop to help somebody on the bike who's flatted or whatever, that makes the sport kind of unique. Mm-hmm. And we get to see the top people do that for each other as much as anything else. Yeah, I love it. What's your vision for Lake Sonoma 50? Well, I think I'll continue for, I mean, I really want the goal of more women. Uh, we want to sort of set the mark. It's an iconic race. Uh, I do would like to see, it's really early. Remember, April's early for international. They're still skiing. But I do believe the international athletes, and thanks to Solomon really helping, I'll go to UTMB and recruit. 
because I think it's just a, it is, it's not at a high elevation, but it's a tough course and a challenge. And I'd love to see more international athletes. I think it also helps set them up for Western. Mm. Remember, it's one thing to say, I want to keep my Western ticket. It's another to earn it. So I'd like to earn my Western States ticket by helping Western get better. And if I can get more international athletes that are 50K and 50 milers to do Lake Sonoma, they meet John and the whole team that are out getting ready for Western, then they should think of, you know, hey, Western should be like a UTMB event. And I think there's room. I think after meeting a lot of the international folks, they don't know about Western. It's all an American phenomenon. Really? That's Yeah, I mean, they know more of it, but UTMB is growing incredibly. Matter of fact, Ironman just bought two ultra races. So as the world is changing, Mm. uh, we'll need to get more diverse, diverse as countries. Diversity is female. And then for me, selfish diversity is uh, we have a Pond Pirates Award for both men and women. And they earn five bucks, which is a big thing. Uh, but, I mean, we just want more locals to be running the race. We were proud. I think last year we had three in the top ten. This year a couple. I mean, we'll just keep growing it. Uh, and that also makes uh, the community proud. How many people do you have go into the lottery every year? So it's usually been traditionally about 40 to 50% acceptance. We had a little more in the lottery this year. We'll have more next year. Most of that was Jim Walmsley's record. Most of it is a tight race like the three women. Uh, Also, just seeing Tom Evans has a huge fan set. Remember, he's a Red Bull Land Rover guy. How cool is it to be sponsored by Land Rover as a Brit? (laughs) That's as good as it gets. So Tom will help bring folks in. And then we're now seeing those... 50K runners move up to 50 miles. And that was really fun to see Gus Gibbs and all these speedsters get into the race. Mm. So I think uh, the lottery will continue to grow. And then we, as a community at Healdsburg, will do a better job uh, with our themes. I mean, it's going to be a fun Woodstock year. You'll see a you're lot. You're going to love that. You'll see a lot of tie dye. It'll be really good. <laughs> we increase the sponsorship a bit because it helps. Uh, they write a check directly to the charity. So that helps. Uh, so, yeah, we'll honor the iconic race as we have uh, and then add a few things in as we can. Nice. And what's next for you? So uh, it was fun. I was just talking with Holly. Uh, I Sometimes uh, I'm a yes man, so I like to say yes to everything. Uh, <laughs> like when they told me I, I thought I would get a free pass to do Iron Man, but I wasn't sure. Uh, but uh, as they said on Wednesday, hey, we've got a pass where you can race. or I don't race. Uh, I can be in the event. I wish I raced it. Uh, but uh, I'll do another triathlon, which is kind of neat. Uh, the gentleman who manages all of our hotels is from Morocco. And Ironman just added Ironman Morocco. It's a half. But I'll do that because selfishly I want to go with someone from Morocco and visit Morocco. And it's always fun to have a uh, race or something before the event. Uh, I enjoy my beer and food. So if I do something a little fit on the front end, I can enjoy more. And then uh, I'm going to do, the poor kid uh, works in the shop, an amazing runner, uh, Luis, uh, and he's always been my pacer, but we're both going to do Grand to Grand, which is multi-day, unsupported in the Grand Canyon. I went to school at Arizona State. I know the canyon well from hiking it, but I haven't done five days in it plus. And so I think that's kind of be neat. And as you can imagine, you 
felt part of the Lake Sonoma family, just being in a day type race. Could you imagine? I've done a Ricky Gates camp for a week. You'll be um, not only great friends, but you know it will change your life as well. Uh, so I look forward to that. And then bringing someone who's 19 to it as well. That's so cool. Yeah. Did I hear you mention you're doing 100 too? I am. I am. Uh, I have. Uh, I'll do Pine to Palm. I've done it once before. I've never done 100 twice. And uh, I'll figure another one out. I usually do two per year. Very cool. Yeah. And the nice thing is uh, we have more events. The ultra running growth of like 35% year over year means there's more races. Uh, matter of fact, I think Chaz now has an October race in Tahoe. So instead of just the Tahoe 100, uh, there's now another Tahoe 100. And who doesn't like running in Tahoe? Mm. This one would be a North Star. So I actually, I've at least emailed him and said I'd love the idea of running that. Very cool. What do you have to say to somebody who's thinking about getting into longer distance stuff, but they don't, they don't think they're good enough? So I think the great thing about longer distances is um, the more challenging the course, the more you walk. It's crazy. You Hallelujah. Can, you can bounce up hills, <laughs> and many people do, but you can also walk. And so the way we call it, we just get the locals here, is we have a little mountain called Fitch Mountain. It's a pretty tough one and a half miles up the hill. And I tell everybody, instead of trying to run you know, the 10K, which is around Fitch Mountain, that's flat. It's got a little hill, but it's mostly flat. Just run that, walk that mountain with your dog. And begin when you get bored after you've done day 20. It usually takes about 30 days for something to be a habit. You don't have to run it every day. But you'll begin running the downhill. You'll begin running a little bit of the easier ups. And as they begin to do that, because it's a little more vertical, they'll get fit. Uh, also, it doesn't hurt if they're healthy to get that heart. Remember how you feel the heart in your throat? Mm -hmm. We all know that. That's good to get the heart in the throat. And you can do that. What's nice about getting people started is you can do that in a mile and a half and then walk down. That's fun. Mm -hmm. And if you've got a dog out there or a friend, it's even more fun. So my worry is we want that cue to get them to start, and then we want that reward after. And we in trail running, we're looking over a Yeti cooler that has mimosas for Mother's Day in it. <laughs> But typically in the Eddie Cooler, it's just a Paps Blue Ribbon or something fun. So we want to reward them, you know. And I think most of our people that start just going up and back, that's only a 5K. They then can over to the other side, that adds another two miles, that's a five miler. And then they come out on full moon, which is a seven miler. And so you can get your mileage up, and the next thing you know, your silly friend has signed up for Mendocino. Mm -hmm. We usually are spoiled. A lot of our Healdsburg running ladies all did it, and they love it as a first 50K. It's not that it's super easy, but... Uh, it's not it's super easy. It's tricky. It's, and it's, it's close hard. by. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, everybody Airbnbs in a house, so it's fun. Uh, but the idea is that, you know, everyone remembers their first and so if we can get them far enough along they can sign up for something yeah. uh and galloway group does it here as well we they run it's a walk run walk method uh every wednesday and and the amount of races those people do is incredible yeah and then as we know doing the lake sonoma 50 into the mendocino 50k and Which I, you did. And I blame Ralph for that because you you guys were doing it, but you were you always run the course the day before with Sid. So does Sid come down and run? Is he going to run Sonoma with you? Yeah, where's Sid? <laughs> Sid is like, Sid is by far uh, a focused runner. Uh, Sid runs uh, Winnie Marks. 
Uh, and Sid is a runner. I don't want to belittle Sid's skill set, but Sid's got some young kids. He's an amazing vegan podcaster. Uh, uh, he puts, I think he's got 1,500 or more people on diet plans, but he's a super busy guy uh, in Mendo. And uh, he just likes running right the day before when he marks. And, and you guys know, because you've done this, uh, Really, for Sid and I, our bromance is one day. It's like a fleeting relationship. Well, two days because of the race. But I know everything that's going on with Sid, and he knows everything going on with me because sometimes marking 50K takes much longer than running it. And when you're marking it to keep people safe and to keep them uh, not lost, there's a little more effort in it. And uh, so I love it. And, and I just I did the same with uh, Greg at Armstrong Woods the day before. It's just a blast. Yeah. So there, what I would say is you don't have to race some of these races. The volunteering or marking or sweeping the course, all of that is just as rewarding as racing. Absolutely. And, and I think it's probably, I don't, I think it's done just as much as setting up a swim course or, or helping people stay safe in the swim. It's neat. Yeah. Cool. Skip, thank you so much no, thank for you having guys. us at the shop. And, and it's a Sunday fun day. Thanks for being here on Mother's Day. Perfect.